Levac and Goss here on this Friday edition. Montel Jordan bringing us in. No better way to do it on a Friday in the summer. The weather's beautiful in the capital region. We got to lead off the show a little bit different today because we might have some people listening to today's show that usually don't listen to Levac and Goss. And they could be some young students, some young aspiring sports broadcasters. You listening right now may have never heard of a sports broadcast before because you could be a student or a parent or an aunt or an uncle or a cousin from the great students over at Woodlawn Elementary School in Schenectady. Thank you for having me this morning. I told everybody over at Woodlawn Elementary School I'd give you guys a shout-out to lead off the show today at 3 o'clock. So there's your shout-out. We appreciate everybody that paid attention, listened to their teachers, do their homework, and if you want to do this one day in the future, you can be as well a sports broadcaster. Thank you for everybody over there. They're so much fun. I have to share some of my favorite questions today, though, because maybe you are a you Albany student or a Siena College student or maybe a young aspiring sports broadcaster, radio host, television personality who does want to do this for a living. Here are some of the questions I got from some of the students today. Do I know LeBron James? No, I do not know LeBron James, but we will talk about LeBron James in the game last night in a few minutes. Do I know Zion Williamson? I do not know Zion. Who is my favorite Brazilian soccer player? You stumped me for a second there. I was not prepared. I did not have my Brazilian soccer player scouting reports going. Will there ever be sports played on the moon? I said yes. Maybe not in my lifetime, but maybe one day in the future, sports will be played on the moon. Can we broadcast sports that are played on the moon? Again, a very interesting question that was asked by a Woodlawn Elementary student today. Yes to that question. And also, if you were to make a cake on the moon, what do you think would happen to the cake after it was baked on the moon? I don't know. Still, I've thought about that question now for five hours. Also, how tall are you? Six foot two. How far would a ball go if I kicked it? Okay, you got the idea. Very inspiring, I think is the term I'll use here. Me, to continue to do this. Thank you for all the kids over at Woodlawn Elementary School. Hopefully, this is not your final time listening to the show. And hopefully, today you'll learn something about what you can do for a living as a sports broadcaster, as a radio host, sports Entertainer, all that stuff. All right, let's talk about the most popular athlete today. Maybe just not at the elementary school, but across the world. And that is LeBron James. LeBron James and the Lakers last night fall to the Denver Nuggets in Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals. Now LeBron and company have to win four. Still had to. But Denver's in a position now to potentially sweep the Lakers as the series shifts back to the West Coast for Game 3 with the Lakers down two games down. LeBron. Had his opportunities less than four minutes to go. The Lakers keeping it tight again with Denver. But it's LeBron. Miss after miss after miss. Going 0 for 3 in the fourth quarter from beyond the arc. 0 for 6 overall from three-point land in game two. And as Dave McMenamin pointed out, since this playoff has started, this postseason... Somewhere, Skip Bayless. Kids, don't become the next Skip Bayless. Somewhere, Skip Bayless is banging on his keyboard, screaming, I told you he was a bum, as LeBron James has gone now 19 consecutive three-pointers missed in the fourth quarter this postseason. 
As a LeBron James fan, I can't defend that. Look, Nikola Jokic has become the best player on the floor, and it's rare it's ever been said about a matchup with LeBron James competing in the sport of basketball. Rarely have we ever said over the last 20 years that the best basketball player on the court is not named LeBron James. But after LeBron's performance or lack thereof from beyond the arc, never been the strength of this game. We're not going to confuse LeBron for Steph Curry. But the Lakers and what happened last night makes me still feel like this whole thing could be over. And I'm talking about the last run for LeBron. And MJ fans are smiling. The Jordan fans go, listen to that. I'm a Michael Jordan guy. MJ versus LeBron. Some kid wanted to argue John Morant today. John Morant's got some other issues, and he's really talented. But the MJ versus LeBron stuff, the MJ stands are smiling today because Gaz accidentally slipped and called it the last run. The last dance is MJ. But that same executive producer and director is allegedly filming the season for the Lakers for maybe LeBron's own 30 for 30 or whatever in the world it's going to be called years from now. But, but I bring that up because this could be it. If LeBron and the Lakers go down to the Nuggets, which I believe they will, still in five games, what's the next season look like? What does next season look like for the Lakers and LeBron? Because if you haven't been following this, his son, Bronny James, LeBron James Jr., has decided he's not going to go to the G League. He's not going to go from high school straight to the NBA. Now it seems as if Bronny James is going to play in college basketball for USC. Now, before I said, seems like, might, this seems like one of these situations, especially in the world of college basketball, I won't believe it till I see him put on the Trojan uniform. And the rumor has always been that Bronny James and LeBron are one day going to pull a Ken Griffey Sr. and a Ken Griffey Jr. and play on the same team together. That could happen, maybe in the future, a la Ken Griffey Sr. and Ken Griffey Jr., But we'll have to wait and see if that actually happens. LeBron James, his future, is this the last run for him to win a championship? Is he going to join Bronny? All those things are going to be figured out over the next few months, but there's still some games left to be played for the Lakers in this upcoming NBA playoff. We swing it over from one playoff team to another team, and Brady Farkas is going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour. Brady and I had this conversation earlier this week about the Heat's head coach, Eric Spolstra. And how he is the best head coach left in the NBA playoffs. I think it's a pretty obvious statement. There's not many that can really compare to Spolster, especially with some new ones on the sidelines. Spolster with multiple championships. He was the one who helped LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh win those championships in Miami. And we talked about where Eric Spolster's impact could be in this series. And I feel as if now on this Friday, I've underestimated Eric Spolstra. Yeah, he might be the best coach in the NBA right now. If we did an overall video game ranking-wise and we gave him a rating, wouldn't he be the best coach? Multiple championships. Helped the Heat get to the finals in 2020. Has this eight-seeded team that played in the play-in game that didn't even exist a few years ago, just three wins away from going back to the NBA finals. One of the true underdogs in NBA playoff history, and he deserves a ton of credit with Tyler Hero not playing. But why underestimated Eric Spolster? And think about this throughout the afternoon and evening today. Is Eric Spolster one of the best NBA coaches ever? Like, period. Think about where he ranks all of a sudden now. Whether they do get to the NBA finals or not, we have to start talking about Eric Spolstra, the guy who was cut in film, the guy who grinded from 
what, basically he was the kit man? He was the Nathan Shelley? There's a Ted Lasso reference. Jake Asman will enjoy that. He worked his way up all the way to the top, and we rarely see this in the professional game now in any sport. It's usually the ex-jock who gets the gig or somebody who's got the better agent gets the gig. Spolster worked his way to the top. And if you talk about the great NBA coaches of all time, just off the top of your head, I think the first four, we have to rank them, but in no particular order, the four that jump out to me, Phil Jackson, Red Arback, Pat Riley. Those three out of the gates, I think slam dunk, all of a sudden, those are the top three coaches. Red Arback, Pat Riley, and Phil Jackson. Those three, I think, are hard to argue against. I don't know if I'm ready to put Spolster at four. I was all gung-ho about the four that were going to be easy. And Popovich is probably the fourth. I paused there for a second because I'm like, wait a second. How much time does Pop have left? Is Pop going to be retired? Pop would have been the fourth. So Popovich, Riley, Red Auerbach, Phil Jackson. Four easy. No particular order. Where's Spolstra? Is Larry Brown up there? Spolstra's got a better winning percentage and more NBA titles. Is Casey Jones up there? Spolstra's coach longer? Is... Jack Ramsey, Lenny Wilkins, all of a sudden it starts to get a lot harder than we realize. Jerry Sloan, yeah, those four, again, Jackson, Riley, Auerbeck, and Popovich, we could start wondering why Spolstra isn't fifth. So all of a sudden, doesn't the narrative change of this series? That's been one of our words of the day the last two shows. You might have a top five coach, arguably in the history of the NBA on one sideline, And then on the other sideline, you've got a guy who barely has this job. Everything that happened with Udoku and the Celtics, we still don't know exactly how in the world he lost his job. In the world that we live in now, that a big scandal involving one of the true traditional powers in sports, we have no idea of the male or female or cheat the scandal that involved there. We don't know how he got fired. The previous coach, Brad Stevens, decided to just move into executive role. So you've got a guy who's inexperienced versus one of the top five NBA coaches of all time. That's why we could be seeing an upset here soon. So we've got the Heat and the Celtics coming up tonight. 8.30 tip-off for that one. We've got LeBron James to see if he can come back and make this happen. The PGA Championship continues to roll on. We've got some bad weather on the way, though. I'm so excited to get to Rochester. I'm going to see a major championship on Sunday. If you're going to be going out to Rochester, please, let's bump into each other. Leave me a message. I want to yell Levac and Goss and some swings and after some big shots to see if we can pop on and get a little viral love for Fox 95, 9 and 980. The weather's affecting this, and we may not have an opportunity to talk a lot of golf today, but I'll give you a few minutes on what's been hurting Oak Hill a little bit early on. Don't you want to see, like, the seven, the eight, the nine unders? Don't you like golf more when the guys are just hitting unbelievable shots and they can't miss and they are just destroying a course? That seems more fun to me. Now, I'm the guy who also enjoys the meltdown. I feel like that's two different discussions. If someone's got a three-stroke lead with nine to play on a Sunday, it's more riveting television. It's more riveting entertainment to potentially make it closer. A missed shot, a shot that we would miss. They missed. That's entertaining. But I'm talking about, like, I don't want to see plus three, even, plus one. I want to see the best dominate. When I see a winner that could potentially, this could potentially happen, by the way, 
at like plus three, I feel like more and more luck plays a factor at that point. Oh, he got a bad wind breeze on one hole. He had to hurry up and finish his round. He had to play at a different tee off time. I feel like I don't get the real picture if we get a tough course plus weather playing a factor. But even with all that being said, Bryson DeChambeau still up near the top at four under. Scotty Scheffler's tied right now at the top at five under with Corey Connors as well up there. So we still can see some big time names competing for a top prize in golf. But I hope that we do get the best play out of the best players. We don't want weather and everything else to affect that. So if you're going to be following the PGA Championship upcoming, that's the big thing to keep your eye on. Hope that the weather doesn't derail scores and excitement and everything this upcoming Saturday. We got the PGA. So how about that? PGA Championship this weekend. We've got playoff games in the NBA. We still got hockey going on, although hockey's been banned now by multiple hosts. I see you, hockey fan. I see you, Dallas Star and Vegas Golden Knight fan. And the Florida Panthers are an eighth seed. They're making a run here in the Eastern Conference Finals. They're already up one nothing. They got a game Saturday. So many great things going on here in a weekend in May. Now, I've laid all that out. But we do have one local story we got to get to. We're rapid fire round and round. Hopefully the Woodlawn Elementary students are enjoying this because we're covering a bunch of different things today. Antonio Brown is in the news. There's a story now that's been tagged multiple times on our social media outlets that Antonio Brown did not pay for a bill at, oh, you know, we'll say the restaurant in Latham, the Taste of Italy, because this has got viral clicks now locally that Antonio Brown did not pay along with, we'll call them associates of Antonio Brown. Now, since 11 o'clock this morning, apologies and offers have been supported to the business owner. Things have been changed. He regrets the situation, pledges to never do that again. Boy, things heated up fast. And our guy, Levac is going to join us in about six minutes here. We, Albany residents, Capital Region sports fans, the voice of the Capital Region sports fan right here, 95.9 to 980. Anything involved in Antonio Brown, everybody's on high alert. I can't believe how fast that thing moved. From he didn't pay a bill to news cameras running over to the Taste of Italy. That Antonio Brown's trying to scam somebody else to us getting tagged constantly on social media and people sharing the story with us. So that blew up really fast. Did it have to blow up that fast? I'm like, boy, I mean, anytime the word Antonio Brown said now in the capital region, it seems like we're all reacting and having a visceral reaction to it. I'm surprised. Should people have spoke up when they got scammed? Of course. And if maybe the algorithm on Twitter and Facebook, they knew what people were searching for, maybe that's why it popped up so quick. But he feels like anything this guy does is being criticized. And you know what? Most of it should be. This is another example. We'll get to all that coming up. You know, Let's get LeVac on the phone. We're going to talk to him. Our guy, LeVac, is going to give us his take on Antonio Brown's situation today and follow for the Yankees. LeVac here for USX Pest Control, the non-chemical exclusion system is amazing. I had Tim from USX come out to the house. He walked around. He showed me where the potential problem spots would be and what we would need to do to make sure that I didn't have to worry about invasive, you know, little rodents and nastiness. We went around the attic. I learned about bats, where they come from, how you can tell whether or not they've been there, mice in the basement, how you can tell whether or not they've been there, all these things. And then, get this, I find out one of the houses across the street has a termite problem. 
Called Tim over at USX Pest Control. Let him know. He said, here's why you're safe. A lot of concrete between you and that. However, we're going to go ahead and take a look and make sure it's okay. It is amazing how, how just better I feel, how much safer, how much just more relaxed I am with my house because of USX Pest Control, part of the Gagne family of brands. You may remember Cat's Eye Pest Control. Well, now it's USXPest.com. I told him he was going to be off for the rest of the week. Here I am, a liar on a Friday. Second segment, Friday show. I told him to be off, but the sports world is not slowing down. He continues the content creation across the coast. Man, that sounds good. Levac joins us. Levac, are you sick and tired of me calling you when you're in Florida? Yeah, well, I'm at least this time I'm in the airport. So I'm, like, leaving Florida while you're calling me. So it's not as bad. Like, yesterday I was, like, dodging the Millennium Falcon. Small kids were hitting my shins with lightsabers because I was in the way. So, like, this is fine. This is okay. I've already had my cavity search. I'm ready to go. What's become more annoying at this point? Me calling you when you're in Florida trying to enjoy your time or people blowing up your phone asking about Antonio Brown. What has your phone been like the last 72 hours? Uh, Most people have realized that I'm here and have left me alone. You are not on that list. Um, (laughs) But but it's like he's he's nonstop. It's like it's the calm before the storm. Went a little while. We didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden he's suiting up. He's calling some former NFL buddies. He's sipping restaurants, but then he's paying restaurants. It's, it's, it's really the soap opera that you'd never really wanted to live or see. I'm conflicted by the restaurant stuff because you and I have friends. We have partners. We have people we've worked with over the years at restaurants. So we have a huge respect for the restaurant industry. I guess I'm a little confused. Like, did the news cameras have to be there that fast? Like, Antonio Brown didn't pay a bill, so we ran and covered it that and he already paid it allegedly now. Like it's already taken. I feel like at this point, anytime the words Antonio Brown are uttered in Albany, we're we're running everybody, and we're we're victims of it too. Like we do this for a living. But I feel like at this point, maybe we should have just and I waited another day. And you got tagged on Twitter about it. Well, no, because I think one of the reasons it got paid so fast is that they did that. You know, that, that's that's what helps. But listen, you 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 are what you are. You portrayed yourself as this. You know, millionaire playboys can go out and do whatever you want, but then at the same time, you're not paying for your jewelry, you're not paying for your football team, you're not paying your players, you're not paying for your food. People are going to notice. Like, if that happened, if you or I went a couple days not paying a bill a couple days over, we're going to get the benefit of the doubt because we pay our bills. You know what I mean? Our, our business is booming. So, you know, when you don't ever do it, you get, that's what you get. You don't get the leeway that normal people get. Just, just like when you were a kid at school. If you don't do your homework every day, you go to detention. You, you miss it one day, you get the finger shook in your face, and they move on. Yes, I'm glad the bills were taken care of. I'm glad they were paid. I love what you said there. Because... that Ryan guy, apparently. What a scumbag. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. If you're listening now, I'm quite sure if you are or not. Happy Friday to you. Enjoy the wonderful weather. Uh, hey, I mean, yeah. Antonio said it was him from what I heard, so he's the guy who didn't pay. Have you had an opportunity to hear or watch in your phone, maybe as you waited in line to get on a various amount of Disney rides, the stories involving Aaron Judge looking at the Blue Jay dugout or Domingo Herman getting thrown out of games for sticky stuff in your hand? Had you have any Yankee takes from the past week involving those two stories in particular? How about the Yankees being on like, like a super hot streak? And I'm down here where I couldn't watch the games. I had to listen to them on my apps. So I like didn't see the things right away. I had to go watch them on SportsCenter. The Aaron Judge one is hysterical to me because I'm almost positive that he's telling the truth. Like, he, he looks like we've all got that side eye from our parents when you shut up, when you don't shut up when you're supposed to. I believe he gave them the side eye, like, shut up, I'm dialed in, let's go. Or, worst case scenario, the first or third base coach went, 
oh, when this dude's hand is here, he's throwing this. But I don't believe there was any, like, you know, monumental cheating on that. And the dude's got six home runs in the last six games. I think he's just dialed in right now. Domingo Herman, did you not see anything of Michael Pineda? You didn't really learn anything from Michael Pintar? Like, what are you doing here, buddy? But, you know, this is the world we live in now. They catch everything, and if you're going to be stupid, you're going to pay for it. So Domingo Herman, who looked like he was finally starting to get everything together, is, is now in the, the Max Scherzer boat. This is how I know you and I have worked together and been friends for a long time because you went right to Pineda like I did earlier in the week. The Pineda thing, the Pineda thing always makes me laugh because they throw Pineda out years ago and he's looking around like me as it's all like right. slipping down his neck and he's trying. Looks like he's got a twin growing off his neck. The amount of pine tar that's on there, yeah. But no, I don't know what you're about. What? It's the kid eating the cake and it's all over his face. The thing that bothered me about Herman in comparison to Pineda is that you knew. Everybody, right. from the empires to the broadcast crew to John Boy Media, anybody watching that game was going to have an extra eye on what was going on on the field because of the judge stuff from the day before. And to think you would be able to get away with it. I, I asked for a 15-game suspension, 10 for regular, and 5 for stupidity. There should be a new <laughs> stupidity clause in sports that if you're that dumb, you should get games because you're being stupid. Well, and that, you know, you just saw this happen to Max Scherzer. Like, this almost almost identical. Scherzer's got a lot more gravitas in the league than you do. If they're going to get Scherzer, they're going to get you. So, yeah, just stupid. But, you know, I, I'm glad it's only 10 because we need him. So. <laughs> LeVac Goss here on Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. LeVac is remote right now, and I feel like I like saying that because it's been a wonderful week. You will be back in studio next week. Who knows what the wildness Wait, will you be? You liked what? it better while I wasn't there. No, That's I didn't nice. say that. I, I didn't oh, say. It was, so, it was a wonderful week without me. Thanks. That's not what Thanks, I. Guys and Levac, everyone. Here we go. I said it was a wonderful week with you creating content. I'm going to go back and listen to that. I'm going to edit that if that did sound the way I want. <laughs> Uh, the PGA Championship is this Sunday. I'm not going to have you break down the PGA Championship field, but I feel like this would have been an event you and I should have attended together because my goal, as I'm going to be there Sunday, is to take over the event. Levac, I'm going to act like a fool Sunday and eat garbage plates and scream out Levac and Gaz and back swings of golfer swings. <laughs> I love it. Well, I do. I, I can tell you, there's only one golf tournament that like I'm not going to play in that I want to be at, and that's that's the Phoenix you know, Open, but... But this is, uh, you know, it's nice to have it up here. I'm glad you're going and doing the responsible thing for us. I fully intend to be on my couch for at least two days. I have walked, um, I'm averaging 20,000 steps a day while at Disney, and that's just, I'm not built for that life. So I'm going to go sleep. I'm sitting next to a bird in the airport right now. There's an actual bird in the airport. Okay, I have one other, yep. I have one more sports question, then I will let you go and fight off the bird. We have Michael Tricarico joining us, the broadcaster at the AAA level. For the New York Mets, he's going to talk about some of the recent call-ups that have happened for the Mets to potentially change their fortunes this season. You as a Yankee fan and following the Yankee team, the Mets likely taking a page out of past Yankee playbooks and calling up prospects. Could this be the spark, that and the Alonzo comeback win against the Rays, that completely changes the fortunes for the Mets in 2023? It is nice to see the Mets be the team that's calling, are calling up people and they're actually panning out. That feels like such a brave thing to do. But, I mean, really, it's all about Robinson Cano in my world. That young man deserves a chance, and I'm glad to see him finally get it. And uh, what's the stop? If you're, if you're Cano, you cheat, right? Like, you just go full in. Like, what are they going to do, take away Christmas? Like, I'm, I'm going to cheat my, my derriere off if I'm Robinson Cano. Like, I might walk out with a syringe hanging on my back pocket. Like, I'm going full in. Cano has gone full WWF wrestler. He's got the brass knucks. He's going for low blows. 
He just, right. I'll get DQ. That's fine. I'll be back next week for another match. Right. Well, I mean, what difference? Is he, you, he's, no matter what he does, he's a cheater. So just cheat. I would just cheat all the way. Make sure you get the most money out of everybody possible. Throw up some numbers. Get the Mexican 10, 15-game win streak before they catch you. And then you're good. Enjoy the rest of your break. I also have breaking news for you. Either you or I, you or I, we haven't decided yet, maybe you, the next two Mondays will be joining WGY Mornings on Monday. Talking sports. Ooh. So we're going to do a little guest hit. We're going to do the Memorial Day hit, I believe, together on Memorial Day morning. And then I'm very I, busy that day. Now, here's what I did not tell you. It's going to be at 630 in the morning. So you and I, one of us, will be at 630 in the morning via phone, more than likely, on WGY. Will before you record show it so I can hear it later? Or what are you? how are you going to do it? Uh, I was hoping you were going to be up for your flight or something. Or like now I'm thinking, like, oh shoot, his flight was today, so he's not flying oh, yeah. back. So that sounds like I might be doing the hit on Monday. Ugly kids, not stupid ones. I'm not going to fly in and then go on the air the next day. I'm flying, chill out, relax, and be on my and then and then be on the show whenever I have to be on. If I have to be up at six thirty, I mean, I might just have like a taped answer. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll program the AI on my phone <laughs> to do the interview for me. Do you have any prediction? All right, I said I was going to let you know twice. I like, lied twice in a row. I lied from the start You're of this interview. Nug- Nuggets, Lakers, Celtics, Heat. Give me a prediction for the NBA Finals, and then you can leave. Oh, man, I, I love the way the Heat are playing right now, and I hate the Celtics as a, as a person who likes, you know, New York teams and hates, hates Boston. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go, I, you know, Hemi, Hemi Butler. He's doing the Jimmy thing. I think he, they get it done, and then – why not the Nuggets? Why not be time for the Nuggets? I, something about I, I love the way the Lakers are playing, but I just think that when you look at the way the Nuggets just they kind of rally together, it just it feels a little more cohesive to me. So I'll go I'll go Heat Nuggets. Send him messages on Twitter at the Jeff Levac. Back in studio on Monday. Enjoy your trip, my friend. Enjoy the, all the sports weekend action with baseball and basketball and golf, and keep an ear and an eye out for the Levac and Gaz yells on Sunday from Rochester. Listen, I'm looking forward to it, buddy. Good, good job out there. Good. Don't end up in handcuffs. All right, goodbye. There you go. Then we got that 6:30 hit. All right, goodbye. <laughs> there, he, there he goes. Our guy Levac, right there. Happy to have him making some content. You know what? I just heard that clip. You know, can we run this back? Because we talked to Levac a little bit earlier today because his flight was going to take off. Let me run this clip back. Maybe it did not sound like a help. Let's run this back. Me saying a wonderful week. All right, let's listen to this together. Levac is remote right now, and I feel like. I like saying that because it's been a wonderful week. You will be back in studio next week. Who knows what the wildness Wait, will you be? You liked what? it better while I wasn't there. No, That's I didn't nice. say that. I, I didn't oh, say. It was, so, it was a wonderful week without me. Thanks. All right, L- listening back to that clip. That's not what I meant. Clearly, is I said that. That is not what I meant. In my mindset, if you follow the Levac and Gosh show, when one of us was off, we were off. We were not on the show. Maybe unless it was an absolute emergency, we would come on the show. But this is riveting, game-changing, incredible content we are creating. It is 2023. So in my mind, I'm like, you know what? It's been different. I'm proud of the show. I'm proud of us. Even though we're not in studio, we're making content. We're giving you takes. The show is back on radio for the first time in a long time. Here we are doing it together. I'm proud that we're remote, and we're making this happen. Now, some people in our field are like, great, guys. You know how to use a microphone in 2023. I'm patting yourself on the back that you were able to get LeVac on the phone for 10 minutes. Enough already. I'm proud of it. But, man, that did sound like it didn't want LeVac here, didn't it? Didn't sound great. All right, one more time. LeVac is remote right now, and I feel like 
I like saying that because it's been a wonderful week. You will be back in studio next week. Who knows what the wildness Wait, will be? You liked what? it better while I wasn't there? No, That's I didn't nice. say that. I, I didn't oh, say it was, so, it was a wonderful week without me. Thanks. We mentioned in that conversation some of the great sports weekend events coming up. One of those is the Preakness Stakes live this Saturday. We got the Preakness, the second leg of the Triple Crown. How can we make some cash on Saturday's big race? We bring back another familiar voice to the Capital Region to handicap and preview the field, the race, how you can make some cash this Saturday. It's our pal. You might know him from UAlbany basketball broadcast, Brian the Closer Mariano. He is going to handicap this year's Preakness Stakes. Coming up on the way next, you're listening to LeVac and Goss on Fox Sports 95, 9, and 980. How about elevating your brand with my friends at Elevation 10,000? LeVac, you're with you. And when I talk about elevating your brand, it's the things that you may not think of. Or maybe it's a couple things you did think about, but you didn't think of the whole package and how you can take where you are and leave that in the dust and go way all the way up. Elevation 10,000 can do it all for you, whether you're talking about the apparel you wear in the office, apparel you sell, uniforms for Little League, signs, uh, marketing. They do marketing. They're an award-winning video facility. They do videos for companies, whether it be for promos or commercials, and they have a wall of awards for what they've been able to do. The beauty of it is, is it's soups and, soup to nuts, man. Top to bottom, whatever you need to elevate your brand, Elevation 10,000 is going to be able to help you do just that. They even help you with a strategic marketing plan made just for you and your company. Signs, apparel, marketing, video, audio. If you need to elevate your brand, you need to get a hold of Elevation 10,000. LeVac and Gaz here on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. The Preakness is this weekend. We're going to talk some horse racing, how you can make some cash and more, and we bring on a familiar voice. You may know him as the voice of Albany women's basketball this past winter. You've heard him picking horses across the Capital Region. We are happy to have him making his Fox Sports 95.9 and 980 debut with us now. Brian Mariano. The closer, you may know him as well on social media as well. Hello, my friend. I'm happy to have you here on this Friday. God, so happy to be with you, man. I know LeVac is out enjoying his vacation, so happy to come in and hopefully win some money for you guys. Yes, even though horse racing is your passion, what most people know you about here in the 518, you've been on the call over the past few months with UAlbany women's basketball. Let's recap quickly this season for those who haven't followed it. What a tremendous season it was. When you really think about 2023 so far locally, you could make a case this has been the best team in the 518 at the college level so far through 2023. Yeah, it was a really tough season for, for Colleen Mullen. And I say tough because as good as they were, they battled a lot of injuries. I mean, you look at some of their top stars and Gillian Hagerstrand barely practiced throughout the month of January and February because she was dealing with an injury. And you look at Kayla Cooper, how she was able to step up this year and be able to take over in certain absences in certain games. When you look at it, not getting that one seed hurt and then going up and facing the Catamounts. I know you've had Brady Farkas on, who's up there in Burlington talking about this, but as good as that Vermont team was, I went up there with my partner, Rich Becker, to watch that game. And you could see how the culmination of the entire season came down to basically one quarter when they just didn't perform. And you can credit the Catamounts and how well they play defense, especially how hard it is to play in Patrick Gymnasium. But it almost seemed as if there was a lot of pressure that kind of mounted up. And then 
hit them all at once in that one quarter when you only score four points in one quarter, it's really hard to win a championship. And they ultimately did fall to the Catamounts in the American East Championship game. But Colleen Mullen does this every year. She revamps and looks to, to add more. And then they've done that so far throughout the spring. But looking back at this season, guys, I absolutely got to say it's one of the most successful seasons that I've called at UAlbany. And there was always that expectation where, you know, yes, you want to win this upcoming game, but you're trying to get to the ultimate prize. And every single player and every coach on that staff was willing to sacrifice to, to do that, giving up minutes. Early in the season, they didn't have some of their starters because of injury. So it was one of those teams where I think it was a good season despite not winning a championship. One of the better seasons that Colleen Mullen could look back on. Now, you all mean women's lacrosse might make an argument because they were able to win their conference tournament. Some of the most successful teams we've seen so far through this season locally. But the exciting part why I keep looking back at women's basketball for the Great Danes and what the next season can bring is you mentioned it, the heartbreak, what it could have been, how close it was and then you flip to the calendar, 2023-2024, local product, Shen High School's Megan Herter is going to join the program. And if we're looking forward to the future, this feels like maybe even a better team coming back next season. Oh, I would agree with you guys. Yeah, you're going to look at it. You're going to lose Hillian Hagerstrom, which hurts a little bit, but you still have Kayla Cooper. You're going to lose Ellen Hane as well because she's out of eligibility. But the addition of Megan Herter is going to be huge for this squad. Kayla Cooper is going to have another season where she advances. And you look at a, a player even like Lily Phillips, a local star as well, who was injured for the back half of the season, didn't really play much. She'll have an opportunity now to take over at the point guard position because of the absence of Alan Hane. So I agree. I think the expectations are still there when you look at this upcoming season. And now – possibly with, with the new arena, they're, they're cutting it close now, whether it be the start of basketball season. I haven't really got an official word on what they're going to do with that. I know the, the news of yesterday was the men moving the uh, Albany Cup to making it a home game for Siena, but it, it'll be exciting if it's able to play on campus, but nonetheless, it, it was a great time just being at Hudson Valley Community College and the, kind of the atmosphere that they brought with the students there. So I think next season the expectations will be there. Colleen Mullen's going to expect you know, it's them, Maine, and Vermont again, and they expect to win a championship, and I'm sure that's going to be a mentality all summer and right into the season as we start in November. Brian Mariano joining us here on Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. It's LeVac and Gaz. See you on a Friday. I have you before we hit the weekend. Some weekends have already started, depending on when you're listening, if you're listening on the iHeart app and more. So I always try to put us in a good mood before we head into the weekend. The weather is nice. And I say all that because of the question I lead off talking about this year's Preakness with. Closer. This might be the worst Preakness field in our lifetime hitting the gates on Saturday. And I think it's so funny that you say that because that was the first thing that I thought of coming back from vacation when I was watching the Kentucky Derby out in Las Vegas was, boy, I wonder who's going to run back. And this sparks the question. I know there's been a lot of talk about it the last two weeks on whether there will be changes to the Triple Crown in the upcoming years because of all of these horses that ran the Kentucky Derby are not coming back to face Mage in the Preakness. So that's really sparked a hot debate within the last two weeks. And uh, that will be something I think within the next five to 10 years, you might see differently is not this five weeks of grueling three races, three different distances and three different States. It might be something that changes. And you look at this race in particular, nobody comes back. Mage is the clear favorite, the horse to beat, but, 
is he really? I mean, after watching that race, you got to be impressed with his Kentucky Derby, but the rest of this field leaves a lot to be desired. Let's go back a little bit, though, because you mentioned how much has changed here and why 10, 15, 20 years ago we saw so much more of a focus on the Triple Crown and horses trying to compete. What has made this change that so many owners are not viewing the Preakness as prestigious as it was in years past? Yeah, I think it's a lot of things that, that can add up to that. One of it's going to be is obviously a lot of owners and trainers look at what the price of these horses are going to be after they're done racing. You don't see a lot of horses run into their five, six-year-old years anymore. It's a lot of you want to win these prestigious dirt races or turf races and immediately get them into you know their next life in creating more champions, and that's really what – the focus has been on it's not let's have a long successful career and then we'll worry about being a stallion or a dad afterwards it's how quickly can we turn this around to where they win three or four grade ones in a two to three year span and then now we're moving on to the next part of their career so it, it, the longevity of it has been an issue so a lot of trainers when you look at it this way would rather say okay i ran fifth at the kentucky derby if you're todd pletcher with tapetrice why am i going to try and run two weeks away and he's been the master at this of skipping the preakness and then running in the belmont and has multiple belmont station winners because of that and trainers will then turn and say i will take more time and have my horse rest up and then train up to a particular race especially the belmont than to run the two weeks. And that's where it sparked the debate of maybe the two-week turnaround is too much in today's horse racing. It hurts for horse racing fans like you and I because of what it means to the Triple Crown. And we're going to have to eventually at some point, maybe it's as soon as this upcoming June, we're going to have to reevaluate how we view Triple Crown winners. And that stings because, Closer, you were there at Belmont when American Farrell won the Triple Crown. I was there at Belmont, when Justify won the Triple Crown, I don't want to undercut these amazing performances because how it's changed and the, the setups of now these horses who win the Derby and the fields they're facing, I don't want to undercut these horses when they put on a great performance over that stretch. No, I agree with you. I mean, I'm a, I'm a purist just as much as you are when you look at it that way, but I'm also looking at the strength of horse racing to this generation, too. I mean, we grew up with our parents that really enjoyed going to the track. I mean, you've been to the track countless times with me and my family and friends and kind of that dedication to the sport. But for the new age of horse racing fan, it's more about, especially in this race, is the party. It's the going down and enjoying the other aspects of the track. So you have to find a way to really go at them and have them become interested in the track and horse racing. My point is, I don't think there's really that purist left in this generation. So I'm a fan, shockingly enough, I'm a fan of trying to look at this and reevaluating a new format to where you can, because ultimately you just want the best horses to run against each other. And that's what, just to get off track a little bit here, that's what the PGA Tour is doing and changing their format. Is they ultimately just want, because it's more exciting for you to watch Rory McIlroy play against John Rahm all the time than it is to have John Rahm play against a couple pros from your local uh, golf course. It's just not going to be the same. So I think that's going to be something that purists are going to hate. But ultimately, I think it's the best move for the sport is if they do reevaluate this and maybe make it a nine-week stretch where you run the Belmont on July 4th 
and have something a little bit different there. I think that's a, one that's up for consideration. Brian Mariano joining us here on Fox Sports 95, 9 and 90, previewing this Saturday's Preakness Stakes. I demanded that this audio be deleted from our board here about me watching the finish in my three-year-old son Rex imitating me. For those who haven't heard it, this is me watching the end of the Derby and the payoff. Mage winning. I'm saying. That gasp is just terrible, man. Seeing that, I gotta play it one more time. All right, that's gonna get deleted at some point. So I cashed on the Derby. You and I were texting about it. Help us this Saturday. How do people win some cash on this year's Preakness Stakes? Yeah, you look at that, especially when you texted me that morning of, what do we think about Mage? And then the text right after he crossed the wire was, you still think there's any doubt? And an impressive one, it pays to listen to LeVac and Gaz. Andrew Champagne, one of my good friends, giving out Mage and a heck of a handicapping job for him. When you look at this field, though, it, it, there's no doubt in my mind that Mage has faced better than this field. Obviously, coming right out of the Kentucky Derby, won a maiden race, and then immediately went to the Florida Derby, just made a little bit of an early move there, and then you make the rider change to Javier Castellano, and good shout-out to Javier Castellano finally getting his Kentucky Derby after 15 tries. But I'm looking at this race, guys, and the, the pace is really slow when it comes to what the Kentucky Derby was. 45-1 and one for the half mile in that race. You're going to 16th of a mile shorter. I don't see much pace here. If you look at it, it's going to be National Treasure from the rail, now back in the barn of Bob Baffert because he was with the Yachtine going into the Kentucky Derby. Wasn't able to – Bob Baffert is banned from Churchill Downs, so they put him in for the trainer change going in and now skip Churchill Downs the run here at the Preakness. I think he'll go to the lead. Blinkers on for him, the three-year-old out of Quality Road. And the Maryland bread, the four, Coffee with Chris, they'll be the two – on the front end, and then the wise guy horse of the week is first mission, a horse on the outside for Brad Cox, who just always seems to be around in these big-time dirt races. Luis Saez grabs the mount for him. Those three, I think, are going to be the ones dominantly on the lead. First mission to the outside, maybe sitting a length or two off. Mage, the question mark for him is going to be how will he break? Didn't break well out of the Kentucky Derby, was able to make that one sweeping move to pass everybody six or seven wide. I don't know if Javier Castellano will have the pace to run into to do something like that in this race. So I think he's got to be conscious about how far back he is. And I could honestly see a horse like National Treasure stealing this on the front end because if Coffee with Chris doesn't go and National Treasure has a one two-length lead and was able to go 23-47, it very well could be Bob Baffert stealing this race on the front end with John Velasquez, who definitely knows how to do that Ultimately, I think Mage is the best horse in the race. And I'm going to use – we've always talked about this, guys, me and you. This is the race where you want to look for some prices underneath if you're going to make any sort of money. So I'm not going to go tell you to play Mage with National Treasure. Uh, National Treasure rather. I'm going to use the six perform here for Shug McGahee and Fergo Lynch, who won the Federico Tessio the de prep for this race at uh, Laurel. Coming out of that one, going a mile and an eighth. Shug McGahee, they had to put – $150,000 up to even get into this race. He wasn't already nominated. And Sean McGee, he's not really one who recommends to his owners to put a lot of money up unless he has confidence in a horse is going to run well. They're going to find a way to try and make that money back. And if it's me, I look at 
fertile and not really known if you, you play a lot of races here in New York, rides a lot in Maryland, but is a very good jockey and could sit a really nice trip here in front of Mage and could get first run with him in first mission. So I'm going to use Mage and perform on top of exact is that I will use national treasure. I will use the five red route one as well with Joel Rosario and Steve Asmussen underneath. So it's going to be three, six over one, five, six in exact is and I, or one, three, five, six, excuse me. So that will cost you eight bucks for $1. And I expect that it will be a race that you could try and find that horse underneath. Ultimately, if you had to hold my feet to the fire, I think Mage wins, and we have three weeks to talk about a possible triple crown winner when we go to Belmont. I don't want to give you my pick quite yet because we're going to save that for the play of the day coming up thanks to Mohawk Chevrolet, but a little tease. Our minds are headed in the same direction. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> we're not too far off. We're not on the different track, let's just say. Brian Marriott of the closer. Saratoga is not too far away. Your phone will be ringing more and more, and who knows? Maybe we'll get you up to the track. Rumors has it, has it that we might be close to a place that serves adult beverages. Levac and I may have had to make some calls to make that happen. So hopefully we'll be seeing each other soon, and especially come July and August up at Saratoga. I look forward to it, guys. Many drinks and, of course, many winning tickets, hopefully, for the rest of us. I appreciate it, brother. There he goes, our guy, the closer, Brian Mariano, giving his picks for the Preakness. I'm going to give my pick about an hour from now when we close out the show. So coming up on the way, we got Brady Farkas. But Brady Farkas and Closer both brought to you by our friends over at Elevation 10,000 on our phone lines. Elevation 10,000, elevate your brand today. The 4 o'clock hour on the way, the top forward four. NBA talk, New York Mets talk. We got some wagers on the way. It's all coming up on this Friday edition of Levac and Goss on Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. Hey, it's Levac from Mohawk Chevrolet. Have you heard about Car Bravo? That's right. Mohawk Chevrolet, who is the place to go when you need a vehicle, has now made it even easier when you're talking about pre-owned vehicles. They changed the game with Car Bravo. Any maker model, not just Chevrolet, whatever it is you're looking for, if you can name it, you can now buy it certified from Mohawk Chevrolet. Here are some of the great features that Car Bravo offers you. At-home test drives available upon request, or upon request. I mean, however you want to say it. See how excited I get about these things? Buy or sell your vehicle from the comfort of your home, dealership, wherever you are. I might buy or sell one during the show when God isn't paying attention. You don't know. Delivery to your front door or location of your choice. Guaranteed limited warranty on any make or model backed and serviced by Mohawk Chevrolet. How great is that? 126 checkpoint inspection, free Carfax victory, vehicle victory. I call it victory because you're winning. Vehicle history report, roadside assistant anytime, day or night, courtesy transportation during a warranty repair. The list goes on and on. Car Bravo has changed the used vehicle game. Check out Car Bravo at MohawkChevrolet.com. Visit them at off of exit 12 of the Northway in Malta. Find new roads with Car Bravo at Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you.